3: August 23rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 brought to you part with the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880 Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and I guess Dylan will join us at some point here he's finishing something up in the other room um, big day today. we began Wyatt Wednesdays just actually texted with him moments ago uh, he'll join us at 1230 for the first edition of Wyatt, Wyatt Wednesday, it's just going to be a fun uh, college football season with Wyatt on, guys. Absolutely. Uh, you
4: know, Definitely looking forward to the Shepherd season. College football is right around the corner. Starts this week on the uh, D1 side. I'm sure there's a few D2 and D3 games as well, uh, potentially. So, you know, looking forward to it. And uh, talking to Wyatt, always an entertaining guy, so you definitely don't want to miss that segment.
5: Yeah, it really feels like uh, college football season's here now because we have a special giveaway today to uh
3: Colin would the be show. the one to say this.
5: Got to promote it. That's our job.
3: Well, there are six home time. games at Puskar Stadium uh, this year. We're giving away tickets right now to one. We're going to have tic- away at 12-15. Yes, uh, uh, as in the show at 12-15. Um, to one, that's the Duquesne game, the first one. Uh, we'll give away some more throughout the rest of the season. I believe, Colin, what next Friday night on the Martinsburg Stonebridge broadcast? You'll be giving away another pair to Duquesne uh, as well. Correct? I think so. That's a yes. You're I, supposed I, to I didn't say know yes. which
5: game it was that we were giving away. I just knew we were giving away tickets during that Stonebridge game. So, Duquesne. Can, uh, yeah. if it's Duquesne. Duquesne duquesne game we will give away more duquesne game tickets
3: yeah and then later on in the season i would i would venture to guess texas tech oklahoma state is it it's oklahoma state byu and cincinnati potentially are some games we could give away uh but i do believe we're unfortunately not giving away any pit tickets i don't think
5: we have first dips is all i'll say and i'll also say i do not have any of the backyard brawl tickets
3: that's because you already bought some.
5: <laughs> I did not. We already had some from season tickets.
3: That's what I meant. Got some, bought some, th- same thing. All right. Well, uh, first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, Jawan Green. He signs uh, an NFL deal with the late in the preseason with the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champion Chiefs, um, with one preseason game left to go, obviously. He started in the XFL this year. I think he had 420 yards and uh, I believe four touchdowns on the season receiving. And he spent time in the NFL with quite a few teams, uh, but it's it's a it'll be interesting to see if he's able to make any plays uh, this year or excuse me this weekend in the Chiefs' final preseason game.
4: Yeah, obviously the Chiefs are a, you know pretty tough team to make uh, with their wide receivers. They have a lot of young talented guys. They don't necessarily have a superstar, uh, but I think Green could come in, and if he does well, potentially earn a practice squad spot on the team. Obviously, it's tough to do in just you know one week, you know, earn a roster spot. So,
3: but they cut another wide receiver for him, so I think that that bodes well a little bit for him that they're you know they're the, the, although they're bringing him, him him in late this preseason, just the pure fact that they've cut a guy for him to come on. I think you know says a little bit about uh, about what they got. They do have a lot of roster or a lot of receivers on their rosters. I mean, they got. I'd be like, I I feel like you know the two big guys on their roster are uh, you know Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, Sky Moore, another guy on there. But uh, there's a lot of guys fighting for a roster spot, uh, including Jawan Green, obviously. But let me just kind of do a numbers check here. We got six. What, 8, 10, 12? There's 13 wide receivers on the roster. Yeah,
4: and I think Rice will probably be their fourth guy, the guy they drafted in the second round out of SMU. So uh, it's pretty a crowded group, at least toward the top. Probably looking for a fifth and sixth guy uh, to step up. And Green, I guess, has an opportunity this week to potentially earn that spot, but it's going to be tough to do in just one week of action with a team, too earn a roster spot but he might get a good opportunity on the practice squad or something like that
5: yeah i'm hoping that he uh does well and hopefully we see him uh shine during this week's practices and then shine some more in the uh preseason game who do they got the final game this preseason i know you were looking uh i don't know if i ended up looking but i was, was talking of... about something else okay i know it's been a busy morning so sorry to put you on the spot there spencer yeah, colin putting me on the spot here the chiefs and
3: the though. browns saturday at 1 p.m on nfl network so if you want to watch you can watch potentially i'd say probably middle of the third quarter or late fourth quarter maybe uh, you could see Jawan green get on the field uh but uh talk some high school football here if you were on watching on tv 10 on wrnr tv last night 8 p.m you got to see the epac all access spring mills edition uh it's a unique addition that we did yesterday or that was filmed with them because you know unfortunately josh sims was out due to a family emergency uh but we got a unique look on both sides of the ball from the coordinators
4: yeah we've talked a lot about this spring mills team and um, I think if you tuned in last night, you know you probably understood some of the excitement we have for them this year. I think with all that's coming back, they're a talented team, and they could make a big impact this year, so they're kind of a team though that I'm still very much on the fence about. I really think that, like we said yesterday, the teams that we kind of have in that three four five range could all. Move around, it looks like. I mean, I think we're pretty much locked in that Martinsburg and Jefferson are going to be one and two based on, you know, what's coming back for those two teams. But I think three, four, and five is kind of up in the air, and it should be really intriguing to see. And of course, Spring Mills has a big one-week one against Jefferson if they're able to compete with them or even knock them off.
3: Hedgesville's got a big uh, one up, up at Wheeling
4: Park. Quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely, but just in terms of conference play.
3: Yeah. That'll be definitely interesting to uh, see how that play shakes out when games are played. But uh, one last EPAC All-Access airs tonight. It'll be from roughly 8 p.m. to 9.07, roughly?
5: 9.07, 9.08. 9.07, 9.08.
3: It'll be on TV10 and on WRNR TV on YouTube. It's the long-awaited Martinsburg Bulldog edition. We saved the best for last when it comes to – what we do here. Obviously we air almost all the Bulldog games, so if you're waiting for one, that this is the one that you're gonna wanna see. Um obviously Coach Dave Walker comes back. It's our interview our you know, first kind of preseason interview with him that you'll hear in full length. Um and then able to catch up with uh four players and then a, a special guest comes on uh the uh EPAC all access tonight, Colin.
5: Yeah, Juice Man joined us for a little bit too, so should be a uh Fun episode to shine some stars for this Martinsburg team, so make sure to tune in on TV10 or onto YouTube uh, before Saturday.
3: All right, well, that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part... By Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll give away these two WVU tickets to as the Mountaineers take on Duquesne on Saturday, Oct- excuse me, September 9th. We'll do that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the sports mix on Talk Radio W R and TV Ten. Back in two minutes. <laughs>
0: Come celebrate the 100th anniversary of Shepherd Field at the Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport with West Virginia's greatest air show, a centennial celebration this Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. until 5 each day. Come see the Golden Knights, the Vampire Jet, the Warbirds, the F-22 Raptor, and more. Get up close to an extensive collection of static aircraft. Food and drink vendors will be on site. Bring a lawn chair or your favorite blanket. Gates open at 9.30 each morning. For tickets and a full schedule of events, go to wvairshow.com, wvairshow.com
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV. Ten, Spencer, Nick Collin, and Dylan hanging out with you. Dylan's in the back right now. If you want to win these two, these pair of tickets, pretty good seats. Section 103, row 41, seat 12 and 13 to uh, WVU's first home game against Duquesne Saturday, September 9th at Milan Buscar Stadium. Uh, does that game time have been announced yet?
5: It's 6.30, I believe.
3: 6.30. Call in right now, 304-263-6540. Dylan will be awaiting your phone call. The first caller wins these pair, this pair of tickets to Duquesne, or WVU hosting Duquesne Saturday, September Six. 9th at 6 p.m. at Mountaineer Field. Go enjoy some Mountaineer tailgating beforehand. And Good Colin, chance to win that one. Yeah, great chance to, for, to see an early WVU season dub, as uh, we do have a caller so far. So I think we have given away a winner. We'll see, Colin, do we have confirmation? Can we talk about this yet? No? Did we say confirmation for no? Is that what it was? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, just got some interesting news. We'll talk about it when we can. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little NFL more in this segment, I think is what we're going to do here. Um, what do you guys want to talk about NFL? No, I, guess I think the, we're going to talk about Terry McLaurin. Yeah. That's MRI has revealed that there's no structural damage for his toe, which is good to see.
5: That is good to see. You weren't sure if this injury was going to have any seriousness to it or not. Um, Once he went down, he, in a lot of fans' minds, played too long into the game anyway and then resulted in that injury that you weren't sure about. But it turned out to just be his uh, big right toe, and it's just, turf toe and he should be able to go week one whether or not he'll be a hundred percent though is something that you'll have to wait and see and even though he's your top wide receiver you're expected to win that week one game do you just decide to maybe give him some that's rest? that's
3: what i was gonna think
5: no, I that's was what like some people are saying right now
3: I don't think so I was gonna throw in the record it's do, the NFL do they it, do does he skip that and just be ready for the Broncos game because I think that's a bigger game
5: I mean, it depends
4: on how he's feeling, obviously. But if he's good to go, he's going to play week one.
5: I mean, you clearly don't want to overlook any team in the NFL. Yeah. So I can't say it's a guaranteed win against yeah. the Cardinals. You never know what Murray could go out there and do.
4: Well, Murray's hurt, so he's going to go true. out there and not so, do anything. It's
5: going to be a Colt McCoy, McCoy revenge McCoy game. game. So, yeah, it's a Colt M- I almost forgot that it's a McCoy revenge game.
4: Yeah, so, so there's a lot going on in that one. Um, you know... Turftoe can be kind of like a nagging injury, so hopefully it doesn't go more than week one if he has to miss that one. But if he's good to go, you're going to play him, obviously. And uh, you do have talent at the wide receiver position. John Dotson has been really good when he's been out there. And uh, Curtis Samuel obviously hasn't really stayed healthy. So um, if those guys can stay healthy and you put them around with Sam Howe, you know, we've talked about this before, I think this could be a solid offense, especially if Howe continues to play well. Um but you wouldn't hold him out unless, you know, he's not feeling 100%. If he's like 85%, then, yeah, you'd probably hold him out week one and get him to 100% the next week. But if he's 100% or at least close to it, like 95 or so and ready to go, then I think you go ahead and play him.
3: Yeah, I think that'll just be something to see what happens as, as you know, things progress. But obviously his day-to-day is what Ron Rivera says. Uh, but – yeah, obviously, you're not going to play him in that final preseason game, even if he was healthy. I think that you know.
4: I don't think anybody's going to play for Washington in that final preseason game. I think you saw
3: exactly what you wanted for that one half of football. Yeah, I mean,
4: considering they already kind of got all their starters that half, I don't see any reason for them to play anybody. I, I don't any of them on the
5: field.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, see if Dylan can hear me. Maybe he can text me who our winner is, or he can put it on. We'll put him. Yeah. We'll see. Can he put on the mic? Yeah. Who, who's the winner? it's uh Ricky maphis oh Rick Maphis yep oh yeah shout out to him he won the tickets we'll have to get them to him real fast uh but uh Rick Maphis fan of the show congrats Rick yeah uh and but again uh,
5: we'll have two more tickets week for week uh two of the high school football season against Stonebridge yeah given away
3: Dylan your so, thoughts from back there on players playing deep into preseason games and getting hurt.
6: It's it's a tricky situation because you want guys to be ready for week one, and we see in college college football they say <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's, that's a on the great team shot, that. Nick.
6: <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, you can. It's tricky because you see college coaches will say the, the biggest improvement in their team is from week one to week two because there is no preseason. But uh, at the same time, it's a you got to be careful. Uh, I don't mind playing a little bit, but yeah, deep into a pre like. Terry McLaurin for the playing against the Ravens you don't you didn't need to do that you did not need to play Terry McLaurin that that far into the game
3: see I don't know I heard an interview yesterday on uh, 106.7 the fan with Fred of the show Grant Paulson on Grand Danny Uh, they had Santana Moss on obviously legendary Washington receiver Uh, he said you play football to play football you're either darned if you do, darned if you don't kind of thing like either you get the work in the you know the only reason the only how you shake off rust is to play so you play to shake off rust then sometimes it comes back and bites you but you got to play to get ready for the season yeah practice is practice but game is a game even if it's a preseason game
4: i mean you can get hurt anytime so that kind of is a point i think it just feels kind of I guess, worse, especially from a fan perspective yeah. when you see a guy get hurt in a meaningless football game. Um, but, you know, sometimes your number is just your number. And the good thing is is it isn't a significant injury that's going to hold him out multiple weeks, I don't think.
3: Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's back by week one. Uh, we get some other news this morning uh, coming out about the Chiefs. We just talked about them obviously signing Jawan Green, but they might be without their star defensive tackle, Chris Jones, uh, until at least week eight. He hints that he, quote, can't afford it. He says, quote, I can't afford it to sit out until week eight. What do we think about that?
4: I think uh, for the Chiefs' perspective, you know, can they afford it? Because when you're talking about the Chiefs, one of their weaknesses has kind of been their defense over the years, even though it's, it's a good enough defense to win games, but it's not a good enough defense to be, you know, elite. And one of their elite players on that defense is chris jones he's one of the better pass rushers in the nfl especially from an interior defensive lineman standpoint so you know losing him for half the season at least is a pretty big deal now will they be able to get something done i don't know because the chiefs are obviously in a situation where they've already paid patrick mahomes uh so they've paid you know travis kelsey i think is taking to taking a pay cut but um yeah, you know, they have a lot of big names under contract and once you pay your quarterback and he gets off that rookie deal, it's tough to spend a lot of money especially on positions like D-line where those guys tend to not last that long, especially on the interior. Um so it is tough uh but I think from the Chiefs perspective, you know, they need Chris Jones to be out there. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league and if they don't have him for the first 8 weeks of the season, I still think they'll be fine in terms of they'll probably have a good record. But some of their numbers may not look the best, and they may lose a few games that they would have won with Jones if he's getting pressure on the quarterback. So it's a big loss if he's not out there. I don't think it completely, you know, destroys their first half of the season, but it's definitely an interest. And then from his perspective, too, you know, missing all that time. Is he going to come back in shape? Is he going to come back out of shape? If he comes back out of shape, then he's not going to earn a contract with anybody. So
3: Exactly. I think that's a big key to all this is how is he going to come back When if he comes back week eight. I think that is a huge key in all of this. Colin, your thoughts?
5: I'm just looking at that schedule since you brought it up to see how much it could truly hurt the Chiefs if he does sit out until week eight. You got the Lions, Jaguars, Bears, Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, and then Broncos again. So all solid teams. So all solid teams, and it's even tougher in the AFC. We, we've talked about this time and time again. The AFC has some stacked quarterbacks, so to counter that, you want a pass rusher like Chris Jones playing week in, week out. Yes, it's still the Chiefs. Yes, it's still the defending Super Bowl champions, but we've said in the AFC there could be a team sitting at 10-11 wins that misses the playoffs this year, and if you're the Chiefs, you don't want to take that chance.
4: Yeah. I mean, but do they have the funds to pay him what he wants? I'm not sure. Um, yeah,
3: so it's a, it's a tough situation there. It is a tough situation. That will do it for this segment of the. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break for our first edition of Wyatt Wednesdays. Here we are joined by Shepard Offensive lineman Wyatt Pelicano every Wednesday. We're starting preseason, I guess, is what you would call it. First game, not until next Saturday. We'll talk to him on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10 back in two minutes
0: should i stay or should i go have you been smoking
2: Uh,
0: i can smell it hickory
2: i'm gonna watch you smoke the whole pack Mm -hmm. shut now and save at orsini's today
0: have you been smoking
6: Uh,
0: i can smell it hickory
2: i'm gonna watch you smoke the whole pack Mm -hmm.
1: and save at Orsini's today. WV Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the eastern pain handle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WV Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the eastern region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE
0: car accident get more with mansion for ready after a car accident what does it mean when we say get more with mansion for ready
1: it means making the insurance company do what's right
0: it means getting a powerful local law firm on your side one with decades of experience
2: and it means the peace of mind of never paying us a fee unless we get money for you so if you've been
1: injured
0: get more with mansion for ready 304-264-8505
1: The Aerial Excitement is back at West Virginia's Greatest Air Show on August 26th through the 27th. You and your family will love the precision flying, aerobatics, and so much more. Visit wvairshow.com to purchase your tickets to this exciting two-day event. West Virginia's Greatest Air Show, taking flight on August 26th and 27th.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan now joins us in the studio. And we've officially begun today, Wyatt Wednesdays with Wyatt Pelicano, Shepard offensive lineman. Wyatt, how you doing?
7: I am absolutely fantastic.
3: <laughs> Glad we could make this work. I mean, we were talking about some stuff at the Pro Day back in March, and, uh, this is how it's going to yeah. work this year, and uh, we're going to have you on every week. How excited are you?
7: I am. I am absolutely so pumped. This has been in the in the works. I feel like for forever. Um, I'm I'm so grateful to you guys for giving me this opportunity. I think it's awesome that uh that everything everything that's came from what started as just those like Instagram stories last season from uh from our from our PR team at Shepard, like the students Maddie McCook and Quinn Madden, and. Uh, and Jamie, who did a lot of our pictures and stuff, how it stemmed into something as crazy as this. I was even talking to uh, one of the – I think it was Coach Cater the other day, or one of one of the um, older guys that I have a lot of respect for that did a lot for the program was saying how excited they were that the O-linemen are starting to get a little bit of uh, acknowledgement from, from what's become of this, which I think is also huge. So I am so grateful to you guys. And I'm so pumped to be checking in once a week with you guys.
3: I had one person tell me, you got an offensive lineman? Why do you get a skills position? I was like, just wait. He's like, just you don't, wait, just you don't know wait. Wyatt. Yeah, you don't know why if you're not you ready for what? this. Here's
7: the thing, here's the thing about that though. And and I, I feel this way. I feel like hundred percent of my being feels this way. That I really believe that offensive linemen across the board are typically the most entertaining guys on the team. Like I feel like if you go to any any uh across all divisions, any college football team's locker room and you ask like who's top five funniest dudes on the team, it's one or two offensive linemen in that list. They are, I like I feel like we just the personality is the best, you know?
4: As somebody that played offensive line in high school, uh that is very much true, Wyatt. But uh let's talk a little bit about Shepard football. Um, you're dealing with an injury right now. How's the re- rehab process been for you and what are some things that you know, go with, go into rehab.
7: Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm a bit banged up right now, but uh, I'm it's a uh, it's a it's a process, and I feel like a lot of a lot of people uh, will view it from the outside as like uh, maybe a, a dude could be taking time off, this that and the third. But I mean, I I am super active and in, in attacking this rehabilitation process uh, and everything that comes with it. And I feel like we do a great job at Shepherd of having, like, I, dude, everything is laid out for me. They they have a schedule for that I sign up when I can go in with my classes. Um, and our trainers do such a good job of keeping everything running smoothly with that. And they have everything planned out for me when I walk in. Uh, and they, they give me all the treatment and everything I need. I get to do all of my rehab in-house, which is awesome. Because for a lot of programs, uh, our size, like, typically you have dudes that have to go out of uh, – out of the team docs and stuff like that to go get their rehab, which I get to do all of it on campus. I get to stay by the team while I do it, which is super cool and important. I feel like, um, but yeah, I, I think that it's important to be proactive and not not just relax like it's easy to roll over and let things heal on their own or whatever. But that takes time, and then it's time that uh, that I don't feel like I have, or even if I do have it, I don't want. It, you know, so I want I want to be back as fast as I can and as best I can. So, and I think that they do a great job of putting me in a good spot to do that.
3: And you're no stranger to having a rehab. I believe you told me last year you played like all season with an injury. Is that true?
7: Yeah, last season I played. Uh, I played with uh, some fraying in my in my left labrum, and I had uh, what's commonly known as weightlifter shoulder from all of the banging, which is essentially uh, my my shoulder bone was a was a bit warped and had a little chip on the end of it so they had to go in there clean that up uh sand sand it down or whatever they had to do shave it down and cut the cut that little chip off um but yeah i mean so i'm i'm no stranger to this i feel like and that's another thing that I, especially with offensive line like you're going to get banged up where it's really we're playing a different sport in there it's like sumo wrestling in full pads so you're bound to you're bound to get banged and bruised and it's all about the dudes, the dudes that find success as an offensive lineman are the people that can endure it and work through it, even when you have uh, the major ones. You got to find a way to keep playing and stay on the field.
6: Hey, Wyatt, this is Dylan. Let's stay on the medical report for a second. We heard that Ty Lucas might have gotten banged up in the scrimmage. What, uh, do you know anything about that?
7: Um, yeah he took a he took a little bit of a stinger. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure what the uh, what the what the full diagnosis is. But my understanding is that he he is definitely going to be fully recovered very soon.
5: All right, Wyatt, Colin here. I'm changing over because there's a lot of fans looking at this offense this year with all the guys that have left. That might be give them some reassurance about this new upcoming Rams offense.
7: Yeah, I think uh, you know it's funny. It's funny to talk about and to, and to and to hear it out loud because, like, I obviously am. I'm around the team every day. I, I'm I'm a part of this thing. Um, were, and the people that have been brought in have adapted super, super well, um, not just schematically and talent-wise, but uh, they, they've really uh, done a great job of adapting to, to pretty much how we live because it's, it's a different – Shepard football is a different football than I think a lot of other uh, football programs are accustomed to, and, and these transfers that we get so frequently will, will attest to that. Um, but they, they've done a great job, especially in the wide receiver group, of, of really coming in and staking their claim and doing what, and doing what their coach to do and, and uh, finding success there. And I think that they've done that. I think that uh, in the quarterback room, we've had a lot of success with that. I think that this, this offense that we have is going to be extremely, extremely dangerous from multiple aspects. We have so many returning dudes up front um, that the run game should be there. Uh, I think that we're going to really dominate dudes coming off the ball up front. And I think that with the receiving room that we've gathered, which, I mean, our coaching staff has been working. I, I think uh, Coach McCook even mentioned it in the press conference. Like, those guys, they did not take it off day this year. They, they knew uh, with obviously the amount of talent leaving, what a gap they had to try to fill uh, for our offense to be successful. And, and they worked around the clock 365 days this year. To, to get us to the point where we are. And I think it's a pretty good point. I feel extremely confident in our, in our passing game, just as much as our running game. I, I think Seth Morgan is going to be able to deliver the ball where he's supposed to on time. And I believe that the receiving core we have developed and groomed is going to be exactly where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. So I, I think we are going to be just as we've been in the previous years, a very successful dual threat offense. And I mean, honestly, uh, the the goal for Shepherd for the Shepherd offense is to be number one in the nation. It's something we, we're accustomed to. We do it we've done it before and the goal is to do it again. So that's that's uh we're we're approaching this no differently than we've approached it in the past. The names have changed, the faces might have changed, but the tradition is the same. Uh, we're attacking this the same way we always have, which is to be the best dual threat offense in the nation.
3: And obviously the past few years we've had no questions about the offense, but uh, this year you don't have any questions. Last year it was kind of questions about the defense, who was going to step up and whatever. But now I think this defense could be a top defense in the country. What have your thoughts been for the time that you've got on the field or the time you've been able to look? What's this front seven, front five look like?
7: I think that our our interior box for our defense is going to be the – are you? They're they're up there, man. It's hard. We've had I've, in my four years, I've seen some pretty talented guys come in and out of that box. You know, we're talking Juwan Addison back in my back in my freshman days with Chris Lane, like, and those guys, Kyle Smith, Ricky Rob. You know, those dudes are all obviously big household names around Shepherdstown because of the because of the uh, the fear that they instilled in offenses when they showed up. You know, and I think that a lot of people. Um, not that we had a bad defensive year last year because we didn't, but I think a lot of people are really expecting us both sides of the ball to just kind of not be the same program we have been. And I'm telling you right now, Nathan Muley has been working around the clock to be to make himself one of the best uh, defensive tackles in the country. Jack Baxter, who we did not have last year, is going to return for us, and he's going to be an absolute weapon. I think that Malik Holloway is going to have a blow-up year, even though he's already had so much success in the past. And I think Dwayne Grantham – speaks for himself and his talent and level of play. You know I mean? There is not, there is not, I don't think a linebacker than Dwayne Grantham um, in division two. I think that dude can cover with the best. He can cover like he's a safety and he blitzes like he's, when he, when you feel him run at you full speed, it, it feels like you're getting hit by a three tech, you know? So it's, it's not a, He he plays big when he needs to, and he plays small when he needs to. And I think with him in the middle, and we got some other guys in that linebacker room that uh, haven't maybe gotten the amount of time or recognition that they should because they are absolute beasts. So I think that front seven is going to be very hard to beat.
4: Wyatt, kind of a two-part question here for you. Coach McCook has a lot of experience as an offensive line coach. He spends a lot of time with the offensive line What's that like on a day-to-day basis to have your head coach be your offensive line coach? And then also, how much did that, I guess, lead into your decision to come to Shepard?
7: Yeah. Um, I mean, here's here's the first thing that I'm going to lead this off with because I, we, we actually talk about this a lot, like our O-line group uh, as a whole, um, is that, first of all, you have to understand that Coach McCook is, I, in my opinion, I think he's one of the smartest offensive line minds in the northeast if not the you know so there and that was a huge part of my decision and I think a lot of the people in the offensive line room's decision to come here is because you know that with a guy like coach McCook in your corner teaching you and coaching you every step of the way you are going to have the best chance to improve at the position we play because there is not really a better mind for the what we're for the position we're playing than that guy and when I signed um, it was actually I would have been under Coach Ori and I was for a year and, and he the he was another huge reason for that because I mean Coach Ori, I I still have so much respect for him and everything that he's done for me personally and, and to our offensive line room. Um because and a lot of what he was preaching is obviously he's a product of Coach McCook as well. You know, so it it's all it all came from the same place, even though we, we lost the O line coach and, and he's taken over, it was a seamless transition because everything that Coach Ori had us doing, Coach McCook had, had taught him, you know? So, and I think that just, I really, the only thing that about having him as a position coach and a head coach, maybe, pro, there might be some challenges here and there with, like, it might be a little bit harder to maybe get a hold of him that, than it would be if you had a dude at your access 24-7. But we also have so many older dudes in that room at this point, myself included, you know, like, we've had, our recruiting class at O-linemen in the 2020s is one of the only recruiting classes of offensive linemen that has 100% stuck together. You know, everybody else, when they come in, they split up. But we are we. – I'm so thankful that these dudes have stuck it out, um, and, and I've stuck it out because now we got James Bell, who is one of the smartest offensive linemen I've ever been around. That dude can pick up protections and blitzes faster than – I pick him up fast. That dude is faster than me with it. Ty Lucas has been around this game – just as long as me and James have it, he's rock solid. He's probably—I think—he's got more snap. He definitely is more snaps than me because I was rotating last year with my shoulder. So he—he's got way more experience for the game. And then Curtis has been with us every step of the way, you know. So and he's—he's he's just as uh, with his—he's moved around so much on the offensive line and, and has so such a different appreciation for so many different positions on the front five that his knowledge is vast as well. So we got dudes that when we get. Strained into the wolves a little bit. Coach for coach has to go be a head coach. You know, we have four dudes, four seasoned vets that can pick up the slack, keep the young dudes in line, keep the young dudes learning, keep them. You know, what I mean, teach them the same lessons that we've been taught, and we have each other to keep us ourselves in checks and balances. So it's not just like you got one dude who could be saying the wrong thing. We all are working together to to lead this thing and try to make up whatever void is left. But I'm telling you there's not much of a void because the uh the dude that's sitting in that head chair is working harder than any coach I've ever had or seen in the past.
6: Uh why I think A lot of what happens in the running game in football is based on the success of the offensive line, but it's also uh, dependent on your running backs as well. You guys lost Ronnie Brown uh, to the NFL, but you guys have Malachi Brown and others stepping up into that role. What can you tell us about what you've seen as an offensive lineman as you're opening up the holes for guys like that? Tell us about Malachi Brown and the other running backs, uh, how they've been in training camp, stepping up into that new role.
7: Oh, man. There is uh, I mean... I, I love Ronnie Brown to death, and he knows that. And that that is my that is my man. It, blocking for him last year was a treat. When you got a guy that can just slip through the cracks the way Ronnie does and get out in the pass game and be effective, I mean it's hard to ask for much more, you know. But I will say, just like how we talked about with the receivers, right? Well, Coach McCook knew that Ronnie Brown was not going to return. You know so with that in mind when he was working 365 to build the receiver room he was also working to build that running back room and we already had some some stuff to work with you know we uh, started to work Malachi over there and I, I think he's fit in phenomenally i mean he is just so athletic that it's it, he can he could i I believe Malachi Brown could probably successfully play any position on the football field barring maybe quarterback because I don't know how well he can like how far he's really throwing the ball but Outside of that, athletically, I think he's strong enough that he could probably play a line if he needed to. I think, and he's fast enough and athletic enough that he could. He's just he's going to be successful wherever he is, you know. And, and we also have some other dudes in that room who just they run hard and they and they know what they're doing. They have some some decent experience, you know. With Nazir, he's played he played a lack, you know. He's got some college ball experience. These aren't dudes that like. It's not like we're left with guys that have never seen the field. You know, we have a lot of dudes that I think are going, and and in camp and in the last spring, they've been a pleasure to block for too because we got some guys that are not afraid to run the ball downhill, which as an O-lineman, that's what you want. You you want a dude that's patient but aggressive, a guy who will wait and give us time to develop what we need to develop, but as soon as he sees the crease, it's all gas, no breaks through the hole. You know, and, and I think everybody in that room has done a great job of just being twitchy, explosive and patient all at the same time.
3: We'll get you out on this one. Wyatt, what's it been like the last I mean, obviously the last couple of seasons playing with, you know, Joey uh Tyson and Ronnie, but uh the last 6 months or so when they, you know, they had RG3 come to campus to to throw with Tyson and then kind of the pro day, the hype around the pro day, and now being able to, you know, watch them on NFL Network during the preseason. What's it kind of been like to experience that, uh, you know, through being their teammate in college and now being able to kind of be a fan of them as they go out to their NFL careers?
7: Oh, dude, it, it's uh, it's heartwarming, you know? It uh, it really is. And I actually had some a minimal experience with it in the past because I actually had a uh, uh one of a former teammate of mine in high school, Julius Chestnut, is currently going crazy in preseason. But I mean, he's been on the Titans since last year. So I, I had some experience with with watching guys that I've played with and it's always fun. But I I mean watching Tyson and Joey and Ronnie, I mean it really does it really does hit a it hits a different a different place in my brain just because I know I know how hard those dudes worked. You know, what I mean I, I saw them and everything leading up to it and uh I saw them like you said, when with RG three on campus and this, that, and the third, the pro day, everything, all the all the festivities going on, everything through it, I saw, I saw what a strain it was mentally and physically on these guys to try to to try to keep up and do their thing and and bridge the gap that people claim exists between D two and D one because I mean there was a lot of weight on those dudes' shoulders to to try to prove that what we do down here is very very similar to what they're doing up there and the only difference really in my eyes is money and maybe some height you know so uh it, it's it's so rewarding um to know that everything that those guys have done has paid off and they're living out uh they're living their dreams and it just it just goes to show man that if you whatever whatever you want in this life you can really go and get it if you if you dedicate enough time to it and work hard enough for it it's possible because I, I'm I'm watching my friends with their dreams in real time, which is a crazy, crazy thing to experience, you know, and it's inspiring. It makes it, it makes it a lot more encouraging when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you can see someone else that you were working next to for four, three years, go and achieve it, you know? So, and it, and it makes you, makes you wonder who's next.
3: All right. Wyatt, the first edition of Wyatt Wednesdays wrapping up here with shepherd offensive lineman, Wyatt Pelicano, thanks for the time, Wyatt. We'll talk again next Wednesday.
7: Absolutely. Thank you, fellas, so much. It's been a blast.
3: All right, we'll talk with him next Wednesday. Wyatt Pelicano, Shepherd Offensive Lineman, as uh, we begin Wyatt Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, 12.30 throughout the season. Guys, uh, that was an entertaining 15, 20, well, 20 minutes of, of radio.
6: He's great content. That's he why also they're... just
3: said Malachi Brown could play offensive line, I think.
5: He said anywhere – Maybe even quarterback, but he's not sure about quarterback because he doesn't know if he can throw a downfield.
6: <laughs> All right, yeah, shout out to the social media team for figuring out that uh, last year that they should get Wyatt on there every Wednesday as well to, to make to just he's a content machine.
3: I honestly, if it wasn't for them, would we be talking to Wyatt? Because would we know about know. Wyatt? I don't know I don't if know. we would have yeah, known. To, talk to to him, like, to he, he shouted I mean, them out, but yeah,
6: yeah uh, you know. Maddie McCook and Quinn Madden and all them. I think Quinn Madden's at Tennessee. The University of Tennessee now might be doing social media over there.
3: I do believe she's the sports information director. I think she's going yeah, to grad go. school, too. So. I think so. Uh, but shout out to Wyatt. Every Wednesday will be on for Wyatt. Wednesdays, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up, talk Nats and O's. Nats get a win over, I
6: believe, Wyatt's Yankees I believe he's a Yankees fan He's a Yankees fan? Yeah Cancel Cancel the Cancel Wyatt <laughs> Wednesday Alright we'll be back On the other side Of this
3: two minute break To wrap things up Right here on the Sports Mix Should I stay Or
0: should I go
1: Nothing goes better with football than chicken. From Pee Wee to the big boys to the wing T formation, a hearty meal of 12 pieces for $12 is just what the boys need to be at their best. Oh, my. Fumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Omaha! Let's go! Rocks, 12 pieces of chicken, just $12. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
0: I hadn't had a good time.
4: Since you know when got into going out.
3: With Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Collin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Final five minutes on the show today. Uh, the Nationals continue their winning ways since before the All-Star break. They beat the Yankees 2-1. to uh, It's Carter Keboom in the top of the third inning right here. We'll play this audio because he hasn't been in the majors uh since 2021 due to uh he'd have tommy john and then he almost tore his oblique and then he had shoulder issues as well and this is what he does in his first at-bat back in the majors
0: the left-handers 1-0 swing a long drive to left field for keboom back goes the left fielder Pereira to the wall he leaps and it is gone how about carter keboom first at bat in the big leagues in nearly two years and it's a home run and the Nationals lead the Yankees one to nothing. Welcome back to the Nationals, Carter Keboom.
3: And then in the eighth inning, C.J. Abrams comes up and does his best Howie Kendrick impression and hits
0: the foul pole. Third baseman shortens into the grass and a swing and a long drive to right. Down the line, hooking toward the corner. Will it stay fair? It hits the foul pole. It is gone. Goodbye. A home run for C.J. Abrams. Puts the Nationals in front here with two out of the top of the eighth inning. Right down the right field line. And off the pole for home run number 13, RBI number 48. And it's the Nationals two. And the Yankees one. Hitting his sets. Shuffled, he goes. The pitch, swung on, ground ball to third, in between. Up, Vargas has it. Off balance, throw across the diamond. Is in plenty of time. And bang, Zuma, curly W.
3: Those highlights courtesy of Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler, the Nats Radio Network. They get the 2-1 victory. They have now won eight of their last 10, 13 of 17, third best record in the NL since the All-Star break. Uh, Things are just propelling in motion for next year's uh, breakout year for the Nationals where they could get eighty. 85 90 95 wins
5: mm-hmm. i wouldn't go that far wins. yet <laughs>
3: we're going to over 500
5: next year however i wouldn't be surprised if by next the end year? of this season the nationals have a better record at the end of the season than the yankees what don't uh, you sorry. got the
6: you got the cam, the camera up there nick it's you, don't you have to weren't with me there, there. Well, i am now
3: and i forget about you when you're not there
6: <laughs> that's true it was just an empty chair here for half the show shout
3: so out to what, uh jim alone. klein you'll hear him now beginning next thursday for uh volleyball he sent a picture he said i think dylan got a little skinny on us or something
6: yeah it was speaking, so skinny that he couldn't see yeah. couldn't see me in the chair yeah speaking, speaking in the back, i gained all the weight back though it wasn't a very good diet we forgot to mention earlier for
5: volleyball as uh our coverage starts of volleyball next week we have a. Uh, Sponsor packages available, $100 a week if you're interested in uh sponsoring volleyball on TV10 and YouTube. Logo
4: on screen. Yeah. Yeah, August 31st, our first game, 8 days away. Mussman digging on Spring Mills, Spring Mills supposedly a team on the rise this year, so should be exciting.
3: Should be good. The Os lose last night in extra innings again. Uh Dylan, you said I believe was it yesterday or Monday? You weren't worried about the O's because they were playing the Blue Jays, and what happened? The Blue Jays won.
6: I mean, they got two more games. You can't win them all. Uh, The yeah, they got to the tenth inning, and Brandon Belt apparently just has an OPS of fifty thousand in in August. I think it's like actually close to twelve hundred. It's at least eleven hundred, and he came up in the bottom in the top of the tenth and hit a two run shot. And, yeah, the bullpen blew it again when, you know, Grayson Rodriguez had a great outing. They got some timely hits, but, you know, it was tied when Felix came in, so you can only do so much. Mike Bauman took his first loss of the year.
3: My prediction, they lose again today. Kevin Gosman, revenge game again.
6: I think Jack Flaherty was was supposed to start tonight, and now he's not. Yeah, what was up with that? Good question. I don't know.
3: It's now Kramer.
6: Yeah, I don't know. By the way, when Rick Maphis called in for those tickets, he wanted me to tell you, uh, Nick and Spencer, uh, when's the last time Marshall beat WVU in football? (laughs) Because the answer's never.
4: When's the last time WVU had a winning season?
6: I plead the fifth on that one. All right, well, that will do it for
3: this edition of the Sports Mix. Shout out to Wyatt for Wyatt Wednesdays. Wyatt Pelicano coming on every Wednesday. For Dylan Bishop, Colin
7: McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Breeze saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.